Yeah, it is good. Okay, perfect, perfect. Again, thanks for joining us here on Folks Unfettered. Um, for those of you that are listening, we are talking uh, to hedge fund manager, uh, founder of MCL Capital Management, Adenihi Araloko. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Jim? Ah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, so I really, um, what inspired me to have this, this conversation with you is through a mutual connection um, we had uh, discussed um, the capital markets and, and, and how those things are moving. And so you and I know we've had some discussions over the last couple of months. But uh, for those that are not uh, familiar with you and your background, uh, tell us about yourself and your inspiration uh, toward and led you into this career. Thanks, Gene. So yeah, my name, I usually joke, is the hardest part. It's Adini Ajulaka. You know, but I'll say anything close is fine. Some people call me double A, you know, some call me a Dini, but as long as I know, you know, I'm the one you're referring to, we're good. So yeah, my background, I'm a mathematician, my background, you know, my bachelor's was in math and stat. You know, I did that. I studied at the University of Lagos and uh, eventually I went into some computer programming as well. I did some coding back then in C++ and VB. Um, later on, um, I started an IT firm, you know, doing a small business consulting, um, you know, installing computers, you know, programs and things to be able to optimize and help businesses grow. So I did that for a while, sold the business and moved to the United States. Um, so when I got here, my first master's um, is in accounting. I went to SUNY Albany. I got my first master's in accounting, became a CPA instead of New York. Um, I started my career with Ernst & Young, EY. You know, big four accounting firm. So back then, I was doing um, some consulting for private um, equity funds and hedge funds. So you know, I uh, got my feet really wet there uh, back at ENY, working for, you know, working with these private equity firms and hedge funds. And eventually, um, one of my institutional clients back then was actually Morgan Stanley, a bank. So I got an offer from Morgan Stanley. Yeah. I got an offer from Morgan Stanley to join the Wealth and Investment Management Division. So as a finance manager, I joined that and, um, you know, it was great. Morgan Stanley at, the, at that point was managing $2.2 trillion in AUM. So I was working, you know, with, um, yeah, with uh, our portfolio managers, financial advisors, you know, um, people on the floor just to make sure things are going smooth, managing risk and keeping operations, you know, solid. So that, yeah, that's um, my Wall Street career. Eventually, uh, myself and some other talented individuals decided that, you know, we've been looking, you know, at a, a lot of portfolios and what would happen is, you know, when the market's going up, some portfolios are doing really well, but when the market tanks, a lot of them just tank with it. So we right. wanted to create something that irrespective of what happens on the market, irrespective of direction, we'll be able to withstand, you know, the tests of the volatility that we experience on the market. So that's how we came together to create MCL Capital, basically using, you know, um, quantitative methods, statistics, simulations to build portfolios that will be um, volatility resistant, basically capturing um, riding the wave as opposed to being crushed by it. 
So yeah, that's that's so um, a nutshell. Neil. So you've used math to really um, um, to really uh, call out the efficiencies and inefficiencies within the market to get the best returns for your clients. Correct. So I like to uh, say that we model ourselves after um, Jim Simmons. Of, uh, because that's a great source of inspiration for me. He's a mathematician and he's run a medallion fund, a renaissance um, ca- um, technology. So these guys have consistently outperformed the market for years. You know, I'm talking north of 20% every single year. And, you know, they've done this consistently regardless of direction of the market. Bull or bear, they don't care. And how they get this going is by using, you know, quant models. You know, like Jim, Jim Simon said at some point, you know, you could feel very small you know as a trader one day and the next day feel really stupid when you see what the market throws at you but you know numbers don't lie you know when you um, pull historical data or use it to build models these things help you stay consistent you know you don't feel like you know you're smart one day you're dumb the other the fact that you've done your research you have things you know um, following a particular structure you can always bet that your batting average will be higher than 50%. And if the magnitude of that 50% is good, you're making money consistently. You're going to have bad days, you're going to have good days, but your good days will surpass, surpass your bad days. So um, we like to think um, this, is how, this is how we model ourselves, just you know, have something very quant-driven that will help us maintain that consistency and generate good returns you know, for our clients and ourselves. Exactly. So for... You know, in, in financial news, hedge funds and private equity firms and um, uh, venture capitalists have been uh, in the news lately. Um, for our general listeners, uh, would you uh, just briefly describe what a hedge fund is exactly and who should invest in a hedge fund? Yeah, thank you. So yes, um, hedge funds and PE firms, VCs have been in the news lately. And most importantly, hedge fund in the light of the GameStop um, short float saga. And yes, um, there's been a lot of negative connotation around hedge funds, actually. I mean, it was almost the Main Street versus Wall Street hedge fund in parentheses at some point with the whole GameStop thing. But, um, you know, um, traditionally what hedge funds were, like the word implies, hedge, is to protect you, you know, against market risk, to be able to shield you from market uncertainties, you know, downturns in the market. But unfortunately, not a lot of funds out there still stay true to this. You know, right now it's just, I don't know, there's a lot of uh, strategies, you know, portfolio managers just doing their thing, not necessarily you know, providing that hedge that the whole um, industry was set up for and it stands for. So, yes, uh, right now, there's, you know, uh, unfortunately not the best connotation around hedge funds out there, given what happened with GameStop. You know, it looked like hedge funds were trying to make money at the detriment of people, but this is not always the case. You know, there are still hedge funds out there who still stay true to their course, which is to be able to help protect you, protect your assets in the event of a downturn market. And like I alluded to earlier, the way we built our portfolio, we want to stay true to that core. You know, we want to maintain that, you know, as a hedge fund, our job is to hedge your assets, you know, make Mm -hmm. sure that in the event of something, you know, God forbid, 2008 COVID virus, like, you know, when the market tank, you don't want to have that, you know, sharp drop in your portfolio. Our job is to be able to protect your portfolio. So when the market is going well, you're doing well. And if the market tanks, you're still doing well. So providing that hedge. 
on a consistent basis. So, and we're right. Oh, that's a really good explanation. You and your team were successful in the fact that because you've been managing risk for so long, you were able to um, sort of uh, take a proactive measure to protect your clients' assets. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, um, when the market was running hot in Q419, we were doing well. We outperformed. Anyone, I don't want to throw the numbers out here. Just. So it's not like we're touting our performance, but we did outperform. Um, in uh, Q1 2020, when COVID hit and the market tanked, we actually, you know, we did really well, positively. So yes, um, you know, we've had multiple cycles that really prove that yes, um, we stay true to the course, which is, you know, hedging your assets and growing it, irrespective of, you know, what times are facing on the market. True. And so you're, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Cause you've said that for several months now is that you really want to stay true to your core and not really jump on, um, the next, uh, trend or so, which is a really smart strategy. Um, you founded MCL capital management. What, what distinguishes MCL from, from other hedge funds? So MCL, um, uh, what a major distinction I would say is, you know, the unique proprietary approach that we use towards trading, you know, and, um, you know, managing capital. I always like to say we're in the business of making money, not in the business of trading. So um, the way we run our fund and MCL is, again, like I mentioned, I can't overemphasize that we're very quant driven. And one of the core things about, you know, our quant driven strategy is also the style of execution. So, for example, we have like, uh, you know, set exit parameters that at some point during the month, if we hit this, you know, um, parametric target, we're done trading mm-hmm. for the month. So basically, yes, we will dial down our position down to as low as 5% of the book and just, you know, cross our arms and legs and wait for the next cycle, which is the next month. You know, we don't believe that we always have to constantly trade to be able to outperform. You know, there's nothing wrong in having breaks here and there. And that's one unique aspect of MCL Capital is that, you know, whatever we need to do, however, we need to structure things just to make sure that our clients are getting that those you know consistent returns year over year that's what we'll focus on mm-hmm. so, yeah that's really interesting um also i know that um recently I, I was reading an article um a little bit earlier in preparation for our conversation and uh you know eddie brown has a uh, brown capital management right um and his fund beat you know, 99% of his peers, um, one by, you know, uh, their stock selection and then two by choosing really good employees. And, and I know in our discussions, you and I uh, have talked about, uh, you've done a really good, um, made really good decisions in choosing employees, but fortune also stated that hedge funds led by women and, and, uh, people of color have outperformed their white counterparts. What factors do you believe contribute, um, to this information and, and how do you believe that benefits um, potential investors in MCL capital? So, um, yeah, to your point, it is a fact that yes, um, there's some capital disparity on Wall Street, you know, but um, I mean, we try not to overly focus on that, but you know, it's the truth, it's turning your face, you can't deny. Now, why the uh, minority led, you know, funds, 
you know tend to outperform you know other funds it's just simple you it's like you have something to prove you know and there's that passion there's that you know drive there's a reason because you know you want to be able to get allocation and sometimes to be able to do that i mean granted you know you still have to have the basics in place but more importantly you know you want to show that you know your performance is truly outstanding you have very good management management skills you know you can put a great team together and so on and so forth so if you already find yourself struggling to raise the assets the incentive is naturally there you know to want to go above and beyond so that might be one thing that you know um explains why a minority led funds you know ha- are doing way better than their you know behemoth counterparts you know it's just mm-hmm. it, it's not the most pleasant thing to discuss but it's just the the truth of it you would think you know the reverse would be the case that these guys are performing they should be getting more allocation you know but right. yeah unfortunately it is what we see but um you know keep pounding the pavement you set your set apart you set yourself apart you know do what you do deliver the returns and hopefully with time you can you know continue to grow the assets and maybe you know the next set of statistics will be a little bit you know better right and, and, and i found the same thing when i was at merrill lynch and 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 my investment background is in one thing i did feel like i had something to prove but i also wanted to you know it was always a win when my clients won right and so you know the research shows that you know we outperform um our white counterparts 33% and and that's something that i hope we never lose that edge um because at the end of the day it really is about those people that believe in us um you know like you and i have discussed before in in mcl capital is that we you know we want to um you, you know we 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 want to be known for being um intelligent caring uh building personal relationships we just happen to be people of color at the end of the day right what we want to be known for first is really being really good at what it is that we do and and so if firms like Goldman Sachs Morgan Stanley Merrill Lynch you know will trust us to you know guide their investment portfolios and we're going to bring that same level of expertise to to our clients and and that's what I find at MCL Capital is that that's the sort of spirit behind it um when you say Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, to your point, yes, we are very good at what we do. You know, we're creative, we're innovative, you know, we're on building strategies that, you know, um, you know, have very low risk management metrics and the returns are still phenomenal. You know, we will we will continue to prove ourselves and hopefully be able to start generating more business like you said from the, you know, bigger uh, firms. I mean, one of the hurdles in doing that is usually size. And the goal is as as soon as we as we continue to improve, you know, ramp up in size, it's gonna be a walk in the door. You know, fingers crossed. Talking to Mariel, you know, Morgan Stanley, which I'm an alum of, you know, um, the JPs and the Goldman. You know, it's only a matter of time before we uh, we start working with these people. Yeah, right. So people don't think that. So people don't think that mathematicians are fun. <laughs> so I understand that 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 you had a birthday yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, it was my birthday. Is that right? Yes. Would you do anything fun? Uh well, I mean, birthdays are usually a time for reflection for me. I don't um, I'm not a very big on throwing birthday parties and 
you know especially not my birthday for other people yeah I'll, i'll celebrate your birthday with you but my birthday i just um i mostly chill it doesn't mean i'm not fun i'll have fun with my family you know and maybe close friends as need be but nothing loud nothing crazy so but yeah. i still have fun though i play soccer every week you know twice a week i play soccer. oh you do. <laughs> you do play soccer okay yeah i you know so we got friends and, you know do the fun stuff you know, I'm a, yeah. yeah so who's your team well uh, who, who, who's your who's your soccer team i like barcelona a lot you know um barcelona is my favorite team um it's a la liga barcelona. yeah la liga team i really like barcelona a lot i mean there are lots of good teams out there but that one i resonate with the most yeah mm-hmm. i like this stuff. so that's that's pretty funny what um so what's the worst what's the one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career like what is that one thing that as you reflect on it um that you wish you would have known that that you were implementing today i mean i wish we started mc a long long time ago longer than you know what we've started we we officially launched in 2017 you know um to start mm-hmm. you know building the resources the algos um doing the research but looking back probably should have started way longer than that because you know so far so good we've seen different cycles and you know it's very promising the the future is really really bright and there's nothing as good as doing what you're passionate about you know i mean i've been in consulting and i've done other things but you know fund management you know building models um designing very unique trading patterns and styles that i know will consistently generate returns for our clients and myself you know that there's just no bigger passion excuse me <laughs> excuse me jim yeah no problem no problem yeah so um so you mentioned go ahead, go ahead i'm sorry yeah so don't, no i was gonna say you mentioned one person that was influential to you and um finish your thought and then we can get into your influences later you mentioned one and we'll talk about the other two later but yeah uh, so i mean doing what you're passionate about <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we're going to have to decide this part. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can. I- yeah. Um, I don't know what's getting in my throat, but yeah. So, yeah, um, doing what you're passionate about, nothing tops it. You know, I, I love using numbers to solve problems. You know, I wish we started this earlier, but you never, you know, it's never too late to start. The goal is to be able to build MCL, you know, to the levels of the Redalios, you know, and the James Simmons of this world. So, yes, that's what we should start earlier. Right. And and um, so you mentioned those were your influences. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I look up to them a lot. I like um, I like Ray's very systematic approach. You know, he believes mm-hmm. in having a cadence, a structure, you know, always open to criticism and looking for more, better ways to improve on processes and putting structure in place is very good. I mean, his book principles, you know, details a lot about that. You know, for me, James Simmons, um, the mathematician who cracked Wall Street is how he's been referred to. I mean, he's just is a great, great source of inspiration for me. The fact that, you know, you're going from teaching to actually applying those mathematical concepts on Wall Street and gaining an edge with that. You know, that I resonate with a lot. And that's exactly what we're doing at MCL Capital. It's using those mathematical concepts to create something that, you know, stands out and unique and sustainable over time. 
right so you're actually really creating value um so what's one what's one what's the what's the most common myth about investing in hedge funds that that you'd like to debunk it seems to be this whole mystery around hedge funds and what they are and exactly what they do and 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 in um in your experiences as you're out there meeting with um, potential investors and you're having conversations with ultra high net worth individuals what's the most common myth about hedge funds that you'd like to debunk i mean one of them is the the evil uh, connotation around hedge funds hedge funds are not evil evil um if you find a good hedge fund manager you know you could make a good um a, a good amount of money doing that and still make impact you know there's a lot of esg um, based hedge funds out there now and there are hedge funds who you know are still very conscious of you know the social impact of their investing and the environmental impact of it you know another theory uh, let's see debunk about hedge funds is that some people say hedge funds are dead you know like there's no you know there are no hedge funds out there that are still able to outperform the market that's simply not true you know it's not true if you look at the stats there are still funds like i mentioned you know i talked about jim simmons you know look at david tepa palooza you know these guys are doing phenomenal they're doing really well and there's a lot you know six sigma there's there's a long a long list of hedge funds out there who are still true to their core and are performing the market, which is why you want to invest in a hedge fund. And, you know, lastly, hedge funds are not, you know, not super exclusive as it used to be anymore. You know, the, the barrier of to entry is now so much more flexible. And, you know, your high net worth, ultra high net worth, even, you know, your regular day-to-day individual can now find their way to invest in a hedge fund one way or the other. And there are creative ways to go about it too. So, Yes, um, this could be the few okay. things that I just want to clarify, you know. Hedge funds are tools, they are investment vehicles that everyone can, you know, partake in, you know, enjoy and use to improve their portfolios. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so listeners can uh, connect with you online uh, if they want more information at investorrelations at mclcapitalmanagement.com. Yeah, that's our email, investorrelations at mclcapitalmanagement.com. You know, also I'm, I'm on Instagram. Sometimes I would just, you know, make some short videos to talk about certain topics. It's at a underscore Jolako. I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can feel free to reach out to me there and, you know, send us an email. And, you know, I'm more than happy to talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and for our listeners, we'll, um, we'll provide you with uh, links uh, to MCL Capital's website and, um, Adonis, um social media uh, links that he has as well. So, um, so you just go beyond. Just you also provide education, financial education, and literacy for your Absol- potential absolutely. clients. You really- yeah, I mean, I love to. I love to impart. At some point in my life, I was a teacher. I was a high school teacher. So I think that is still, you know, at my very core. So if you have any questions, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about the market, just call strategies. Find how you can, you know infuse data quants into your trading model and you know be able to build something consistent over time i'm more than happy to discuss those things as well okay so so um that's awesome so how would you how would you like to be remembered because you're talking about purpose and you're a high you, you said you were a high school teacher how would you like to be remembered? so i want to be remembered as the guy who makes impact 
you know i i don't i don't mm-hmm. see myself as a philanthropist who just gives blankets to charity i don't see myself as a philanthropist mm-hmm. who just you know do things so the camera can follow me around my goal on planet earth is to be able to literally change lives i'm talking look for somebody find their passion help them build it to the core you know i'm talking about not just giving someone a meal because they are hungry but giving them a source of meal you know mm-hmm. for themselves and generations here on born you know the kind of impacts i want to make are very strategic and long long lasting the real core mm-hmm. change to the core not just you know i'm dress dressing the one no <clears throat> so right. generation yes, exactly generational changes impact lifelong that you know you will be happy your children and children children will always enjoy that that's who i want to be remembered for mm-hmm. raising as many people as can do that as much as possible mm-hmm. that's interesting um so so here's a question for you so uh, what superhero do you most identify identify with and why that's interesting um that question takes my mind to Xavier yeah ah, exactly. okay yeah you know okay. um so yes there's a lot of superheroes out there but this guy is just unique i mean think about it the power of xavier is his mind of being able to bring people together mm-hmm. bring the best out of those people you know and with limited resources even though he was handicapped while trying to help them a bullet in his spine you know i mean we have a lot of things in society today that handicaps us but it's still not an excuse not to keep you know powering on and not just for yourself you know sure. so whenever you know i think of a superhero person that comes to my mind is Xavier you know bring all these X-Men these life changers yeah, bring them together help them find their right. core their purpose and see how they can you know um, you know spread it forward keep improving life you know one person okay. at a time so yeah that's the superhero that I you know resonate with but I can walk FYI oh, wow. I can walk on my two feet that's awesome. So, uh, so for our listeners, we're, we're enjoying a, a, a lively discussion on hedge funds with um, founder and chief investment officer. Uh, I didn't need a joke. A joke. I'm sorry. I've got a meeting too. And I met, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but, but we'll just call you our Professor X at that point or Professor A. Similar team. And uh, he is the founder of MCL Capital Management out of White Plains, New York. Um, you can um, send uh, any questions that you may have to investor relations at mclcapitalmanagement.com. Or you can visit MCL Capital Management's website at mclcapitalmanagement.com. Uh, and then you will um, be able to uh, send your questions in or ask questions about hedge funds. How do you get involved and engaged? Um, not only will he uh, provide you with uh, access to um, a quant-based hedge fund, but also will provide literacy and education on making sure that you have the information you need to make the best decision. Um, our next question is, if, if, if this were to be our very last conversation, is there anything you would want the listeners to know about you that, that we don't know already? Wow. If these are to be our last, as in end of the world, Gene? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yes. It was our last conversation. Well, um, let's see. I just say be good, be kind, you know, keep improving lives one person at a time. 
don't don't stop you know just mm-hmm. just be nice be good to people and um think about you know it's it's funny um some of the things on this planet are just driven by principles and i'm now driving back to ray you know one of the principles i strongly believe in is to give you know just give and give and give until it hurts because in essence what you're doing is you're making yourself a pipeline and always remember a pipeline is never dry always remember that right if you cultivate the habits of just imparting is it knowledge your time your resources you know anything you can do to improve other people's life just keep doing it you know it's it's what's gonna mm-hmm. carry us on and make sure you know the world doesn't come to an abrupt end <laughs> like he just said <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so right right i know yeah it's yeah that's that's uh, pretty impactful so um uh, finally tell us what's next for you and mcl capital management we're raising capital we're raising capital we're, we're ramping up you know moving on to the next level getting traction and you know we have tons of strategies still waiting to get allocation so but we're ramping up you know um gradually and over time yes mcl capital will be a major name on Wall Street and Main Street, you know, to be reckoned with. And, you know, like I said earlier, we're just, we're not just in this to just make money. We're in this to make impact as well. So yeah, somebody once asked me, one of my investors asked like, okay, when you make all this money, what are you going to do with it? I said, improve lives, just, you know, build lives, make impact. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So yes, that will be our next phase. Uh, Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Mm No, no, no. So, and we really are in a time where we need more people like that, you know, given the impact of, you know, this global pandemic and, you know, and, and, and really understanding how to manage risk. So we need more people like you is what I was going to add to you. it. Thank you. So, yes, that's that's the next thing and always the next thing for MCL. Now, I understand that you guys have an upcoming event on March 25th, right? Correct. It's, yes, a webinar? it's a webinar for potential okay. investors you know um uh, we'll, be, we'll, we'll be sending out invitation um, very soon and if there's anyone who is especially interested in that we can always send out invitations to them as well you can reach out to us you know mm-hmm. investor relations mcl capital at, at mclcapitalmanagement.com you know we are more than happy yeah. to extend that invitation yes so it's a webinar that i will be diving more into you know the core of our strategy how we trade how we allocate how we manage risk and how we you know generate consistent returns for our clients so yes march 25th okay. mm-hmm. well that's awesome so i know uh, march 25th at 5 p.m correct 5 p.m eastern standard time yeah okay okay that's fine Okay. Well, this is um, this is about the end of our time. Is there is there any last minute um, uh, information that you would like for us to know that you would like to share? I mean, I mean, you did a great job, Jen. I appreciate you having me on your platform. Thank you so much. And um, you know, hopefully, we can do more of this and keep shedding light. You know, again, people should feel free to reach out to me to make myself available and accessible. So please feel free to reach out, you know, questions, literacy, investments, anything, you know, in that line, I'm more than happy to help. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, being our guests. Folks, we have been speaking with Adenihi Ojoloko, uh, who is the founder uh, and chief investment officer of MCL Capital Management. Um, you can reach um, 
him and, and other team members at mclcapitalmanagement.com into um, RSVP for the webinar, upcoming webinar on March 25th at 5 p.m. Uh, go to investor relations at mclcapitalmanagement.com. Uh, Mr. Ojaloko, thank you for your time. Um, and thank you for uh, explaining to us uh, exactly what it is that you do and in introducing your firm um, to the folks on Fetter Family. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you.